0: Today's sermon title is The Flashlight of Faith. The most obvious suggestion being that Jesus is the flashlight. Perhaps that is too easy and oversimplified, because when it comes to the mysteries of life and faith, most analogies can never hold up completely. When the lights go off. Most of us have a flashlight close at hand to help us in the darkness. We can often take light for granted, as well as our flashlights in the dresser drawer until, until the batteries quit working. We are in the midst of a spring sermon series, Light Living, as we continue on in the light and the power of the resurrection of Christ. Flashlights are often used because of fear in the darkness. Now, fear is something that we all experience. We don't have to have physical darkness around us, although that can be the case when we hear a strange noise in the middle of the night. But there are things within us that create darkness. There are Fears. There are nightmares that can bring us to a bolt of alertness after a deep sleep and it's as though that dream was so real and vivid. There are experiences in our lives that can cause great pain and anguish and we can relive those experiences and that creates fear or we live in fear that something that happened a long time ago, but was so horrible, could happen to us again. So there are many ways that we experience fear. The mother of a four-year-old girl suddenly turned on the lights in the daughter's bedroom to demonstrate to her that there were no bears in the room. And like so many well-meaning uh, demonstrations, this one proved unconvincing. The kind of bears I see, said the girl, are the kind that only come out in the dark. Unless we think children are the only ones who are afraid, we need to think again, especially when we are thrown out of our normal circumstances and staring at an unknown immediate future. Fear can cause us to abandon our convictions. Did you know that when the Titanic went down. Many of the lifeboats were only half full, yet people by the hundreds were left behind to drown because of fear on the part of those in the boats. A certain swimmer succeeded in making his way to a half-empty boat, and he clutched the side and he tried to climb in, but no one lent him a hand. In fact, a woman took an oar and pounded his hands until he could no longer cling to to the side of the boat, and he dropped back to his death. She did it, not because there was no room in the boat, but because she was brutalized by fear. Fear can cause us to set aside all our convictions and turn us into beasts. Fear can be one of the most dangerous and worst things in life especially when it takes over and, and has a mind of its own. It's as, it's as though we have blinders on. So here's what, here's what Peace Pilgrim said about fear. There's no greater block to world peace or inner peace than our fear. What we fear we tend to develop an unreasoning hatred for. So we come to hate and fear. This not only injures us psychologically and aggravates world tension, but through such negative concentration, we tend to attract the things we fear. If we fear nothing and radiate love, we can expect good things to come. How much this world needs the message and example of love and faith. We are called to love and faith. These are the basics of of our Christian tradition. We all know that, love and faith. But living them out as part of light living, that is the challenge in all circumstances. One more story. Roy Smith shared an experience from his childhood, and I've never forgotten. Late one evening, his father asked him to go to the barn for some tools, and and Roy begged his father not to send him, admitting he was deathly afraid of the dark. His father put a flashlight in his hand and asked, How far can you see, son? He looked around, and he said, "As, As far as the maple tree, Dad, then go to the maple tree. And when Roy arrived there, his father asked, how far can you see? I can see to the raspberry bush, Roy said. And when he arrived at the bush, his father asked again, how far can you see from there? This time, it was the chicken coop. Next, it was the hayloft and finally the barn. And so, I, and so Roy, step by step, made it to the barn. In Isaiah 9-2, we read, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. You see, the energy source, the energy source of all living is Jesus Christ. In my Sunday school experience, I learned about this source and this energy. That's where I got it. It wasn't in seminary or some theological book. It wasn't in a classroom of higher learning. No, I came to know Jesus as the light and as the energy source of my inner life through the faithful witness of Sunday school teachers when I was at a very impressionable age. Everyone comes to faith in different ways, but but that's how it was for me. I came to know that Jesus is the energy that we can't put into words, but it's that which which gives us the, the capacity to live in love, to not live in fear, and to share the light. And so the word is a unit of energy. And so we remember from our text, and the word was with God and the word was God. You see, words have energy. They are charged with power. And that's what came into being in Jesus Christ. God gave us the ultimate communication of God's love in Jesus Christ. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That was a flash appearance. That was a flash appearance, and it was the life that was the light of the world. John the baptizer recognized this light that came into the world. You see, that flash appearance of light in the Word came in a special way, for Christ is that flash Light of faith. God communicated in Jesus. God flashed onto the human scene in the one we have come to know as word and light. St. John of the Cross was a 16th century Spanish mystic who knew that whisper. The father uttered one word. That word is his son. And God utters him forever in everlasting silence. And the soul to hear it must be silent. We are not the source of the word, nor are we the light. It is the flashpoint. It is the Flashlight of faith. You see, Jesus flashed in the flesh of his body. Jesus, as light, flashed in his physical body for just a few brief years. And we, by faith, have come to know him as the flashlight of faith. The one who gives us guidance in outer darkness, yes, perhaps, but in inner spiritual darkness. And we've all been there. And we turn to that light, that one who can be trusted to accompany us through all the difficulties and darknesses of life. And Jesus is the one who flashed into the world. In flesh, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that light keeps on shining. It's a light that the darkness cannot put out. You see, now it is for us to receive the true flashlight of faith and share the flashlight of faith all as part of our light living. Amen.